Welcome to the MTB Tribe Podcast, your trail map for the world of mountain biking. And now, I'll introducing your host, Gareth Beckett. Howdy, mountain bikers. Thanks for being here, and welcome to episode 210 of the MTB Tribe Podcast. I'm here to help you find out more about mountain biking, how to get on the trails, keep you stoked, and hopefully learn a little more about mountain biking and the people involved. So thanks so much for being with us this week, and thanks for tuning in to the podcast. This episode is proudly sponsored by Alta. Alta is a new brand dedicated to making mountain biking made easier. The range of environmentally friendly clothing will help keep you looking good on and off the trails and their iconic trail changing robe will keep you warm and dry while you change in and out of your biking gear. Alta is a Northern Ireland based brand helping you change how you change for the trails and with Alta you're always ready for the elements so go check them out at ridealta.com or hit them up on Instagram at ride.alta. Now on to today's show and we welcome back Yari to the podcast, it's great to get him back on, he was on the podcast way back in the day, like over two years ago, um, but it's great to get him on, he's been doing a poll regarding the EWS race series, what we thought of it, changes that were made, how it was viewed this year, all the good stuff and he shared it with his Spanish audience and got some awesome, awesome results back about certain aspects of the EWS race series. So I bumped into him at The Gap um, a number of weeks ago and he was chatting to him about it. So we decided to do the same with you guys and I'm not sure if he felt the survey in or seen it or whatever, but we got a good response back from the Irish and UK market and we thought we would share the results on the podcast. So we, we chat about the Spanish results v the kind of the UK Irish results and how they differ from question to question. But more than that, it's just a general chat about the EWS and what people thought about it. We had a load of people take part and it's a good spread um, of different kind of racers and stuff but it's very interesting and the results are very interesting so we chat about that we chat about Yari's wrist injury and how he's getting on his bike on the bike and just some general stuff as well so thanks for being here thanks for tuning into the show I hope you enjoy it this week and without further ado let's get Yari back on the MTB Tribe podcast Hey Yari welcome back to the MTB Tribe podcast how's things with you bro? All good, all good. Thank you for having me back, uh, Gareth. Pretty happy to share this space with you and all the listeners. Cool, mate, cool. And, you know, I checked back when you were last on the show, and it was episode 105, and that was back in September 2019. Oh, so you have more than 200, close to 300, I guess. Well, no, just over 200. This will be episode 210. Oh, nice. So, good. Congrats. Thank you. But I couldn't believe that, man. That's like over two years ago. Yep. Yeah, I remember. I remember when we talked about it. I was recently here, like one year only in Ireland. And I was surprised at that, you know, like suddenly somebody asking for a podcast and even more in English and everything. I was pretty <laughs> happy to, to share, of course, and everything about riding here, riding in Spain. I remember we talked a lot about different subjects. Hey, so mm-hmm. you're doing good then. The podcast is doing good. You yeah, should be you. pretty happy with it. Yeah, cool, man. Cool. 
And uh, listen, this subject we're chatting about today, it's good, right? So we're going to be chatting about the EWS race season. And you put a poll out to your Spanish followers and stuff and got right. some very interesting results. And then we were lucky enough to bump into each other at the Gap. Um, and you mentioned it to me and then we, you decided that you would like to do one here. So we, we put one out here um, mm-hmm. and we're going to chat about the the kind of results we got, the responses we got back um, between the Spanish and the the Irish UK one, if you like. Um, so that'll be interesting. But first, right, I want to, because you were out in the bike yesterday, you were around TikTok, right? How's the yep. rest feeling, dude? Well, the rest is, thank you for asking, is I had an injury in April, more or less, Cafoy broken a couple of other tiny bumps in the race. Right now, it's feeling like, you know, it's like, I don't know, 90-ish percent recovered, uh-huh. like you know, mobility and stress and life. I'm still using that brace that really helped me uh, to get back on the bike and everything. I also got from recommendation from, thank you, Ben Irwin. He, uh, you are so, actually had it on the podcast, I think, once, mm-hmm. um, right from Northern Ireland. And then uh, I got the ref grips and that helped me a lot to get back on the bike. Uh, yeah, riding everything, riding all the natural trails. Not, not, I started doing only the, you know, like the trail center uh, trails, flowy ones. But right now I'm hitting all the trails, no question asked. But still, you know, my head, that last bit where you need to gain confidence. Some people even say that you need to crash again in order to get, you know, 100% <laughs> back of that. But hopefully I don't crash because I'm, a ho- I'm on holidays in a couple of weeks, so I don't want to crash. So keeping it safe. And yesterday and today, riding in techno, the gap, tricks are perfect. So feeling good, feeling good. Thank you for asking. Yeah, happy days, man. Happy days. That's that's cool. And I, you know, that day I met you in the gap, I had a big crash in my shoulder and it held up a hundred percent. So yeah, I can understand why somebody would say that you need to crash again. So I was so stoked that my shoulder <laughs> didn't buckle Hold again. On. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good, good, yeah. Good stuff, buddy. Good stuff. All right. Uh, well, listen. Let's get into the survey stuff then about the EWS. So first of all, you all right? Like, how did the race survey come about? What made you want to do this? Well, this was, you know, I, I spent tons of time while riding. I ride a lot, a lot uh, alone when in between on work days due to my schedule and everything. So I listen to a lot of podcasts, your podcasts, and many more in Spanish and English. Mix it up. A lot of them in, in, in English because there, there is not much in, in Spanish. Mm. And in one of them, there was an interview with Eddie Masters. I guess you guys uh, know them. Downhill Enduro Racer, really good one. And mixing with that mix of, you know, the Kiwis are using that or doing that kind of racing style, having fun at the same time that they race. And they are pretty good at racing. You know, of course, mm-hmm. Jack Moore won. Jack Moore uh, uh, from OC and uh, Matt Walker and of course all the Kiwis and, and uh, from Australia riders. So in this interview, he mentioned that he did um, a, like a kind of private uh, poll in between the riders. He didn't mention any any names or nothing, but he mentioned that a lot of them came back to him saying that they were feeling that the the how to say the direction that the Enduro Series was taking on this last year they were not too happy with it. They were saying that, hey, this is Enduro, so you need a bit more of pedal in here. Uh, they were 
kind of mentioning that the, there was too much uh, lifts and for example on the dual on the dual headers on the races on Londeville, Latouille and all these races they repeated stages mm -hmm. so there was kind of this and that podcast was really good and then I said hey why I don't do the same so I went ahead survey monkey got up put together six Six questions in Spanish. I throw it away in the in the wild in my in my blog and on my social media. Some friends shared and everything, and I got a pretty good, you know, not overwhelmingly there were not thousands of answers, mm -hmm. nothing, mm -hmm. but clo close to 300 uh, answers. So that was yeah, wow. a pretty good, pretty good number. Yeah, it was it was interesting. So that that was basically the, the idea taken from that from that uh, podcast and that interview. And actually, in my head. Talking with friends, there there has been a long, you know, long discussion about this precisely. People mm -hmm. commenting about the physicality or lack of physicality. I mean, don't get me wrong. Endurable series is a grueling race. It's, it's a really big race, big day on the Sabbath. But if you compare ra uh, races from 2014, 14, 15 to the races that they're doing now, the amount of time they spend on the link or pedaling inside the actual uh, time at the stages is pretty low. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting, you know, because we only get to really see the highlights on TV and stuff. And I, I know we're going to chat about that as well um, and how it's covered for for the likes of us watching it on, on TV. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. And like you have got a lot of race experience yourself as well. Like you race and you enter the events here and stuff and, and the events in Spain and all. Um, so you know what a good enduro race is like. You know what I mean? You know what to what to expect and stuff. So when you were watching the EWS this year and you were seeing these uplifts and things, like what were you initially thinking there? Well, I mean, let's... Let, let's Taken from the, my own particular point of view, the longer and the more physical is the race, <laughs> I enjoy it the most because mm. I ride, I ride a lot. So I, I actually, when I used to race more, again, amateur style racing, I'm nothing close to any of the fastest guys, but I really enjoyed big, big days on the, like epic days on the, on, on the Southern, you know, 50 kilometers, 2000 meters time, you know, long stages, 10 minute stages, whatever. In Spain, there is still some kind of, mm, some races that you still can find it like that. But of course, in Spain, there is not much bike parks where you can use lifts. There are only a couple of them. So of course, it's mandatory just to pedal up and do long climbing stages and then in the middle stages. So seeing the Enduro series, for me, it was a little bit like still interesting. I will still follow the Enduro series because it's considered to be, you know, the fastest riders are in there. But kind of like disappointing from the very first three, four, five years. I understand that the Enduro series organizers at the end, hey, uh, this is a business, you know, for them. Yeah, mm -hmm. they want to showcase the sport. Yes, they want to to get people in the sport and of course they love the sport too they are themselves pretty good riders ex uh, world cup downhill even and stuff like that but 
they need to pay the bills, they need to pay to the organizers, they need to pay to, you know, to everything that goes around that. So that there, there is a answer from the organization kind of saying, we're trying to get the, the, the race to the expectators. But I don't know, I don't know. My, my point of view is that they can do it without throwing so much uh, lifts and on those double headers race repeating the stages. There is no mm. point. Why why you will repeat the stages? Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. Interesting. All right, let's bounce into the questions um, and see what we received. So, question one was how long have you been mountain biking? And it's it's a good question just to get to see where you know what kind of time people have spent on a bike and where these responses are coming from um and it was quite it was quite interesting i thought that question because one to five years was very similar to the six to ten plus years about 48 percent answered that mm. um you know so we're still not seeing a huge amount of people just new into the sport you know one to two years kind of maybe even following the race scene, you know, which is quite interesting. Like, what did you take from that question? In, in Spanish, the Spanish guys, Yari, what, what were they kind of pulling yeah. out there? Yeah, so in my case, as I published the, the, um, these questions on my blog and the social media, I've been following racing so much lo- so for so many years and, and everything, not just in the road series, but Spanish series, French and Portuguese series and everything. On my case, vast, there was vast majority of answers, plus 10 years, more right. than, yeah, yeah. Uh, I had uh, 200, 246 answers, and for them, 138, 56%, almost two-thirds of the answers were more than 10 years. Wow. And then at 22%, in between 6 and 10. So a very low percentage was less than less than 3 uh, three years. Yeah. There was a little bit 36 answers saying in between three and five. So for me, it was not, not a surprise, kind of, because um, the type of reader, I think, that follow my blog after so many years, I will say is the hardcore rider that usually is into racing and or he doesn't race himself, maybe, but he's interested on, on following the race result, downhill World Cup and the rural series, or maybe the local national series, stuff like that. It's not like, I would say, not the, the a wider uh, spectator that is just starting on the on the on the sport that doesn't know even that there is a local race or, or national race or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting that I, because you know I would have thought here there would have been more people that have been just into the sport over the last couple of years would be and you know would know about the race scene and maybe they just don't maybe that's the reason they're just not really interested in racing or you have to be riding for you know x number of years before you, racing kind of becomes part of the thing and you want to give it a go or whatever it's quite interesting yeah i, I would say I, I agree you know like and i would say that's more or less the same in most of the sports i usually unless you are of the competitive kind of person that the moment you start something you immediately you know, want to look and measure yourself against others. The vast majority of people, I would say, you know, if you start running, you're just doing it, you know, around your house. Mm-hmm. You maybe will be doing it for 10 years and 
that's all and you never compete because it's not your interest. You're just doing it to release some stress, to, you know, like go away from from home or for your place for one hour or something like that. So bicycle, maybe it's the same precisely as you, as you mentioned with the COVID situation and everything. People are taking the bicycle or retaking the bicycle. Some people maybe didn't touch the bicycle that was down in the garage for 20 years. Yeah. And they grab it again with the COVID and the, the need to be outdoors and social distancing, et cetera, et cetera. So for them, it's just a lot of them. It's just a you know way to okay. Let me get out one hour, two hours. That's all. Maybe meet a couple of friends too, and they're not interested in in, in, in races. So I would suspect that yeah, you would need like two, three years, four years, and, and like riding like a bit more serious, getting more interesting in, in the um, all that is happening in, around the, the cycling. Mm-hmm. Uh, sports in general so then you start maybe hearing oh there is a local race here there is a local race then a friend of you says oh let's try this race let's try and then you slowly get into it so i would expect that yes that people following and even more the durable series would be people that have already three four five years into the legs riding Mm -hmm. yeah yeah makes sense makes total sense um now question two was which discipline you do the most now this answer didn't surprise me at all <laughs> yeah of course um just th- so the de- the different responses you could have was enduro downhill xc stroke rally stroke marathon that kind of thing then gravel stroke road and the fifth one was street stroke dirt jump bmx type thing um overwhelming from the irish and uk kind of almost 97 percent chose enduro exactly the same number for me 97.56 really yeah yeah 97 also yeah wow exactly the same yeah and you can see from the numbers because this was a a, how you call it multi multiple multiple selection answer yes yes a couple of them uh, in the case of the Spanish answers, vast majority chosen enduro. They also choose downhill. Mm-hmm. So you see there a, 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 a relationship that usually when you start doing enduro, at some point you usually will try some downhill or the opposite. Maybe you're doing downhill and then at some point you realize that, hey, in order to do downhill, I need, you know, like a shuttles or a place where there is a good steep trails and everything so whatever i have around me is more like enduro trail riding so then i jump into into enduro yeah yeah like you know we all know the growth of enduro and we all know what the bike brands are pushing as far as enduro goes because they sell you know probably for every hundred enduro bikes they sell they sell one downhill bike or something i'm sure i'm sure the stats are something like that crazy uh, but you know it's it's interesting that it was so heavily kind of biased to yeah endure. it it's not like the downhill stuff like i'm sure you watch downhill and red bull tv and stuff yeah yeah completely yeah. i together with the enduro series downhill i really really follow the enduro the uh, world cup downhill of course all the red bull races and all the the world championships and everything yeah but that's all for example i don't follow like the 
back in Spain or right now I don't follow the, the Spanish downhill series or the Portuguese series or even here in, in Ireland I know that there is a pretty like known uh, downhill series. I only have been into the downhill uh, national champs here in, in Carrick this year. Yeah. Um, that's all because I don't follow much downhill. I prefer to focus on, hey, I, I like enduro. This is what I've been doing myself. So I said, let me, from the racing point of view and riding and following, just enduro. That's more than enough. Mm -hmm. There is so much going on that I said, no, no, I don't want any more, <laughs> much more on my head because I'm gonna, it's going to be confusing or too much, yeah. too much time consuming. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah. Like in your personal opinion, between enduro and downhill, do you think people are more into enduro because you basically can do it from any level? So you don't have to be riding that long. Your skill level doesn't have to be relatively good. You can do whatever kind of trails you want. And it's a very social kind of thing. So you just can go up with your mates, have a bit of a crack. And, you know, it's just a day out for a lot of people. Um, or do you think it's because the downhill stuff is more expensive or the bikes are just more difficult to get? Or is it a skill level thing with the downhill? Like, what? Why do you think a lot of people just push for enduro now? Well, I would. Well, let's start with that. You know, enduro. What is enduro? You could discuss. You, you we could do. You know, two hours of what is enduro, and the more people you ask, more different answers you will get here. <laughs> so, you know, for many, enduro has been like the mountain biking that I've been doing all the time. You know, yeah, going out with my friends two, three, four hours, whatever, doesn't matter, maybe an epic ride of eight hours or just two hours quickly out of my doorstep. As you said, precisely because what I have close to my place is just, on my case, I have Tignock that have pretty good trails. Some other people might have slates. Some other people have, if you're lucky enough to have Rosrevor, then you have done some good downhill trails or Tollimore or these kind of, of places. So I would say that there is a mix that, yeah, of course, Enduro is like a, you can call it trail riding, enduro, whatever you want to call it. It's the easiest. You just grab your bike and go riding. And then as you start riding more and more and more and more, then you can, you know, you can start, okay, I like more going down. So I will get maybe a beefier bike, you know, with better suspension and this and that, and then head more towards like enduro kind of riding. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then, Downhill, what we'll say is, on top of what you said, that, yeah, you need more skills because, of course, trails are more, t usually, talking in general, on a, on a general or basic level, they are more difficult to, to, to race or to even just riding. But at the same time, the bike that you use, you know, for downhill, pedaling with those bikes is not <laughs> precisely easy. So, <laughs> yeah. usually, you will need shuttles. So you cannot shuttle everywhere. For example, you could say, hey, I I'm going to ride some down with my downhill bike here in Tigno. So to, let's say, um, you're going to push your bike. Well, you know, if you're fit enough and you slam a, a dropper on that bike, maybe you could pedal a couple of times to the top, but it's not or Carrick. But you go to Carrick and you say, okay, yeah, let, me, let me do this. It's the same. You only can do the shuttles the day of the, the race because it's open and then you're allowed to, to shuttle, but the rest of the time, 
you know, to, to be able to do downhill is not just about skills. It not, it's not just about, you can even, depending on the racetrack or on the track, not race, just the track you're doing, you maybe could do it on a big enduro bike. Nowadays, you, you know, we have some enduro bikes with 180 mm-hmm. uh, millimeters in front and rear, like really beefier bikes, like you can throw it in any bike park on any track and they can handle that pretty good. But you need to do somehow you need to go to the top on your downhill bike. So I, I would say that's the main uh, thing that will restrain people to try downhill because then where do I go with this with this bike? Yeah. And then yeah. yes, yeah, downhill maybe you will not find so many friends. Of course, if you're right now, if you're listening to this and you're doing downhill, you will say, ah, I have tons of friends that do downhill. Yes, because you have been doing downhill for X amount of years, and that's why, or your circle or close riders circle friends, all them also more or less do downhill. But if you want to go broader, usually you have a lot more people doing trail riding and duro riding style of uh, rides than in that downhill. Mm-hmm. A lot more, you know. I I I will. I don't know the numbers, the percentage. But definitely, definitely, for sure, you will have more. And if you open the spectrum and go to like cross-country kind of riding, you have ton even more. You know, people that just go access road, yeah. they just focus on long rides, access road, maybe do a couple of trails, but they prefer to keep it easy and just. I don't know here in Ireland so much, but in Spain, you go to a cross-country typical race like rally, marathon kind of racing. You can easily have thousand people racing. Wow! Yeah, yeah, it's pretty easy. So the biggest one, the biggest one, I think, is the. And we're talking about mountain bike, not road. We know that road biking is something different. Mm-hmm. So, uh, rally, the biggest one is Marathon de Monegros, I, I think, and they usually do it, and they close. I think there are ten thousand people. What? Yeah. <laughs> 10,000. In Malaga, there is one really well known, 101 de Ronda. It's just 100, 101 kilometers. Really well known. They have been doing it like for 20 years. 101 de Ronda usually is 5,000 people. And the, and, the, yeah, and the registration is, the moment it opens, it's full in like 20 minutes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's amazing, you see, because I don't follow the cross-country scene at all to be honest and you know i was talking to somebody quite recently and we were chatting about it and they were saying that it's massive it's still huge like you know but because you're not in it you don't see what's going on you're not reading the news you're not you know you you don't realize how big it is you just don't know but it's huge it's still bigger than enduro and and downhill and all these other ones put together like massively bigger yeah 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 and and from the eastern from the industry point of view and the world cup racing and everything the money the big money is on cross country it's not downhill yeah wow the big money the big wages the big salaries and the biggest amount of spectators and everything is cross country. Even more with this style of racing that they adapted already, some, some adopted uh, some years ago about uh, racing on, on loops instead of going on long, you know, long routes away from the public. Now, yeah. you know how it is. Red Bull races or whatever. You have like 20 cameras following the, the 
even drones, they are trying uh, even with drones on, on the last couple of races. And it's, you can see the race, and the race is one hour 20, one hour 30 top. So it's perfect. Mm. It's perfect for, for, you know, for television. It's amazing. So, of course, you have millions of people following these, these races. Yeah, and wow. that translates in the number of riders also. So the biggest amount is cross-country. Then second would be like trail riding, enduro style of mountain biking, and then downhill. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting that it's so big, you know. Um, yeah, it's crazy. And it, it's funny because we just don't see it. If you're not in that world, mm-hmm. you just don't see it. Mm-hmm. Crazy, yeah. man, crazy. Um, I want to chat to you a wee bit about the bikes and stuff and how and the trails and how they're all kind of changing a little just with one thing and another. But we'll leave that to a wee bit later because we have we have a question about different trails that you know that people were riding and stuff and and their thoughts on that um so we'll leave that for a wee bit but question three then was which race you like the most in 2021 now again i wasn't really surprised with the uk kind of response here (laughs) yeah um, yeah. with like uh 50 nearly nearly 55 percent photo for the tweed valley in scotland well that's understandable you know um I, I expected that, but you got a, a different result from the Spanish market. Tell us a wee bit about that, Yar. Yeah, yeah. On the case, on the case of the Spanish market, the the answers were pretty more, a little bit more balanced. But the clear winner was Finale Libre on our mm-hmm. on, on case of Spanish. Of course, again, is expected because Finale Libre is more close to what in Spain the type of riding that you will get in Spain, so drier, rocky. Uh, it was a long day on the pedals. Not only Finale Ligure, actually Finale Ligure, and the second position for the Spanish pole was actually Tweet Valley, even with the mud and really <laughs> shitty weather and everything that <laughs> Spanish people, of course, hate because they are not I- I- even more from the southern side of, of Spain, like southern from Madrid, Madrid to the south, because Madrid north, then Pyrenees and País Vasco, Basque Country and Galicia and all those areas, they got pretty more harsh weather like more rain and everything mm-hmm. so in general but uh, in general in the poll like 30 percent was said finale ligure 17 percent said tweet valley and then the rest more or less 10 percent each like mm-hmm. 30 30 30 20 something answers were all spread across valdifaz alatuil londeville and cross montana but vast majority finale ligure and then second tweet valley and that again you can link that with the next answers and everything because you can see here a pattern finale ligure and your case on uk for ireland and uk to it valley these mm-hmm. two also are the ones that didn't use lifts they didn't repeat stages they use all natural like like no bike park trails in there they are all in the cases the to it valley in, in the leading if people for me was the first time i was i was there and now I realize why Tooth Valley is so well known and very well known destination for mountain biking. And the trail center there, the trails are amazing. And Finale Ligure is the same. I have been in, trail, in Finale Ligure for free and durable series and chas on my own riding a couple of more times because the trails there are breathtaking. You know, and you start riding, finish, mm-hmm. and you are next to the sea, you have an ice cream and swim in the sea, so it's perfect. So yeah, in Spain, Finale Ligure. And then second was 
Stood Valley. Yeah, interesting. Like that finale, Liguri. How long has that been on the EWS? That's quite a since stable on it. Yeah, since stable the, on the, it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Since the very first day, and for many years, was usually the last race of the of the season. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that's got something to do with it? Because to me, from the UK Irish market, the Tweed Valley thing wasn't a surprise. Um, definitely not. But probably was more interesting to me in that response was that a large percentage did vote for the second place for Naligari. like 23 almost 24 percent voted for that you know so obviously a lot of people like that event yeah yeah, yeah for sure you know for sure. i think it's the views man the views are sick in that event <laughs> yeah the, the views the, the the atmosphere you know that the race that the uh, this is a very well-known destination for years already, more than 10 years for, for mountain biking in general, but mainly geared towards like enduro, downhill also. You have pretty good downhill tracks in there. And the places feel, you know, like it's, I don't know, there are more than 300 trails in there. And the good thing is that you have in high season in Finale Ligure, you can have like 10 companies. Mm-hmm. doing shuttles non-stop like more than 20 30 shuttles working all together the, the roads is crazy you know like going there is like and then the scenery the you know italy good weather good sights good view the sea you can go there in december it's gonna be cold but of course nothing compares to you know ireland or uk or scotland if you are from the highlands or Northern, Northern Ireland, uh, as in your case, stuff like that. So of course, it's, it's a pretty, pretty well known. And, and not just Finale, all around Finale, Pietra Ligure also, where they have been racing also a couple of years, the Enduro Series, is, is madness. It's a really well known destination for everyone in Europe. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, it's very popular for sure. Um, so let's jump on to question four and... That oh, question. Things, things are getting spicy here now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Now, this was kind of the crux of the thing. This yeah, was a, yeah. an interesting question. So this was kind of like compared with previous years, the EWS events were less physical with shorter pedaling link stages and chairlifts, stuff like that. Um, but at the same time, you were saying that didn't always kind of translate into longer mm-hmm. descent stages. Mm-hmm. Um so you had three possible answers here. One was that it, you were happy with it. It looked fine to you. More descent stages, more emotion. So chairlifts were welcomed. That was answer A. Answer B was a bit of both would kind of be better. Using chairlifts to get to longer descents and alpine terrain is a plus. And then the third one was enduro comes from endurance. So you'd like to see longer hours in the saddle, long, hard physical races, some pedaling on the time stages, but a bare minimum usage of chairlifts. Um, and I think that's the big point here, that is enduro to be used with chairlifts. Now, what were your results from the Spanish audience like there, you are? From the Spanish answer, it was overwhelmingly for the third, for the third option. Like yeah, people. So no chairlifts yeah. and duro riders. <laughs> kind of, kind of. Uh, I mean, <laughs> if you have a chairlift, perfect, use it. But use it as a goal to get 
as high as you can go mm-hmm. and then drop from there on a you know on a 10 kilometers descent let's say top of the world or like in chile where you have there is a, a, a station there 13 kilometers yeah descent you know like 20 minutes descent something like that but people of course that they general talking with friends talking with people on the social media that answered and, and got back to me and everything everyone said hey what we don't want to see is you know almost taking away all the all the climbing from pedaling and just linking uh, uh, like chairlift go down chairlift go down and then these descents are six minutes seven minutes five minutes four minutes feels like a hmm this is similar to something that i already know mm-hmm. downhill kind of you know, yeah yeah so yeah on my case or, or on the spanish uh the answer was over, over overwhelmingly more than half 50 almost 50 percent of the respondent answered no we want to see the less amount of chairlift possible and if you want to use it use it to, to do this to get really big descents and then of course as, as expected the second the second one uh, with 37 percent was okay use chairlift mix it up uh, if we with that using chairlift we can get a little bit more of descent and more adrenaline or more stuff in the middle but yeah that was the main but again coming back to what i was saying before i kind of expected that answer from talking with people and i know that the readers that follow the blog more or less are a bit biased or geared to this kind of 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 racing but again in spain it's the same in spain you don't have much chairlift or almost no chairlift Uh, that's a big difference for example racing in in france where they use also chairlift but Mm -hmm. with a big difference in france they use the chairlift perfect but they they have grueling, really epic stages. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So yeah, that was the my result. Yeah, interesting. So on this side of the pond, it was slightly different, and we had fifty one point five six percent that would prefer a bit of both would be better using chairlifts to get to longer descents, and alpine terrier is a plus. So. Slightly different answer there, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, which is which is interesting in its own. Like the good thing was, I think the majority of people didn't like the looks fine to me. You know, the, the we had like eighteen point seven five percent answered there, so so chairlift were welcome that kind of thing. So nobody really wants to see that or see a lot less of that. Like, do you think the EWS are doing things like this? Do you think they're taking heed to things like this and experimenting with different formats? Why do you think they changed it so much for this year? I I think you nailed it there, talking about experimenting. This is the first year that they heavily relied on chairlift. So far, they have always used chairlift. Nobody complained about it, but this year has been like too much. Some people say that, hey, you are getting too much. And I think is, as the organizers commented that they signed a, a contract with, uh, I think it was Discovery uh, like Network and everything to get, they're trying to get some television involved and everything. Mm-hmm. So I think that they're trying to get to some balance 
in there. But this year, maybe the balance was geared too much into chairlift. People on the double headers mainly, that the people were not very overwhelmingly happy with how they used the, the, the chairlift. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I, I would say that there is a point where right now the Endurable Series has been running already for almost 10 years. So they are starting to, okay, we are a, you know, a pretty, like very well-known competition all across the world. We have been racing already in except Africa, in all the other continents. We have been, of course, Europe, uh, Northern uh, North America, South America, Colombia, Chile, Argentina, Australia, New Zealand. So they have been all across the world, and people know a lot about it. If you don't even follow the like each season and each race or whatever, you at least hear about it. You know, Irish riders here maybe don't know, don't follow the race, but for them they know that hey, ah yeah, this is Greg Callahan. He won three times. That most will know. Maybe they don't even know the name of the race, Emerald Enduro Series. Uh, three years here in Ireland, but they know they are good or or Killian Grant or Killian Callahan or you know. Now mm -hmm. that the newcomers, that, but they don't like follow it so much. I don't know. Mm -hmm. but, yeah, I, I will. I will say that that's that's the thing. They're trying to get a balance. Um, okay, let's see how this goes. Maybe let's see. That's what at the end we are saying. Let's see what happens next year. If they, yeah. because of course, you know, people know. People here and as race organizers, they will. It's not like okay, let's change, let's change it back and go back to because you know 300 or 400 people answered these polls. We're gonna change everything again, of course not. Or because some riders said on private to on some podcast on to other riders that they are not too happy with this. Mm -hmm. But maybe next year they're gonna change it a little bit more, you know, and see what happens in here. I think I think they're looking for that balance of how we can do this so we can profit more. Again, it's a mm. business. Mm -hmm. You like it, like it or not, it's a business for some people that need to feed their families and get a wage and and, and, and steady income, you know. And balance that and the other side of like you know for the love of the sport, kind of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's funny because looking at that and the way it's kind of changed up, I'm thinking the EWS were maybe looking at it from a point of view of maybe attracting new new followers, you know, making it, you know, more exciting. So like you were saying earlier, are we a bit more downhillish where the guys are maybe on the bikes and are a little bit fresher for the downhillish stuff, you know, and because pedaling uphill doesn't make exciting television <laughs> yeah, correct, correct. <laughs> you know um and and they're maybe looking at it from that angle and thinking well you know for us to get more followers uh more people into it or whatever we maybe need to show it more exciting than pedaling uphill or pedaling you know on flats or whatever but yeah, it's interesting it'll be very interesting to see if they do anything or change anything for yeah, next yeah. season yeah. Like, do you think the venues make a big difference to what they can actually do? Do you think that changes the way the racing format works there? I would say yes, of course, you know, but that depending on the, on you, you got what you have. Let's say, you know, the 
totally different uh, locations. Tweet Valley, there is zero chairlift there. So you yeah. need to rely on what you have there. And actually, the elevation is not too high, it's not too big. Yeah. But, but you can get pretty gnarly and pretty technical in Tweet Valley. You know, like, and on top of that, of course, the weather was bad, raining, even some hail and, and everything. So it was bad. And then you compare that with Crans Montana, Switzerland, or, you know, or places like, uh, not talking about Finale Liguri, but Lodinville also in in France, Val di Fassa in, in, in France also, in, in Italy, sorry. You have in there really high alpine terrain, really. The, the, the one that most called my attention was Crans Montana in Switzerland, in Switzerland mm -hmm. where you can get huge, you know, big alpine terrain, big stages, like, no, they didn't use it. They no. just stayed, yeah, yeah. I, I was talking, actually, when, when I, that was like a, an insider bit of point of view, when I was doing, I've been, if people, you know it already, and some people know it already, that I use a lot of trail forks, and I'm pretty involved with trail forks, and I like it, and I think it's very good too. So I've been dumping on trail forks all the race tracks from the Durable series, before the races, getting the GPAs and getting everything, the station, everything. And I actually got in contact with locals on Switzerland for the Grass Montana, asking a couple of questions. And one of them came back to me saying that, oh, yeah, yeah, this is the track. And then yeah, this is correct. You know, I was double checking. And actually, he said, it's, a, it's sad that they have such really good trails here, natural stuff, that you can mix it together with the leaves and they are not using it. Yeah, wow. So, for example, yes, depends on the location or the or the place where you're racing, as you said. But at the same time, depends on on what the the race organiz organizers want to look for, because yeah. you have places where you could you know get a lift and then pedal for maybe you don't need to pedal for two hours more, but get a lift and pedal for half an hour more, you know, in order to take you maybe 200 meters higher and then get a really nice longer descent you know where you could say even more but no so i don't know i don't know it's yes of course depends on the location because some locations will not offer you some style of trails or will not offer you like chairlifts or something like that but we we have seen this season that there are locations where they could do that and they haven't done it yeah strange very strange well yeah it is what it is. Is is they trying to again experiment a little bit and see how it feels from the rider's point of view, from the spectator's point of view, from television point of view. Of course, it's not easy to get a camera to I don't know, God knows where you know, three thousand meters high yeah. in the middle of the Alps, than getting a camera just you know, hey, get a couple of guys here on the on the chairlift or whatever on, on the cabin up hike or, or get a four by four you know a pickup truck or whatever mm -hmm. and leave it here so that is a lot easier so you can put two or three cameras in there and then follow better the riders follow better the race yeah yeah yeah, yeah. interesting for sure definitely um now question five is an interesting one as well because it's about the double header racers mm -hmm. be, races sorry being repeated um the same, the, repeating the same stages each day. Um, there's responses. You had three responses that you can answer. Uh, one was fine for me, um, happy basically with the 
stage is being repeated. The second one was Bear to have a mix, and the third one was Don't Repeat the Stages. Now, that with the UK and Irish response, it was pretty close over the three answers, you know, to be honest. Now, Bear to have a mix being the most popular with 37.5%, but they were they weren't far off each other, to be honest, in yeah, yeah. percentages, yeah, for which, which was good. What about you there? Yeah, it was actually the UK answer for me was pretty like I didn't expect that. I, I was expect I was expecting something more similar to what I get in I got in Spanish. So what I got in Spanish again geared to more physical well physical or more like uh, expectation or more adrenaline. So mm-hmm. don't repeat anything. That was the overwhelmingly 55% of the responders said 137 oh. from 246. Second was, yeah, throw in a couple of new stages on the on the second race. Don't repeat everything, but okay, you know, half and half, kind of. That one got uh, 31%, a really tiny percent of only 13 uh, percenters that said, ah, it's okay for me to if they repeat something. But yeah, on, on this one, this one was one of the most commented one uh, on my side with friends and you know and groups and everything mm-hmm. that yeah people were this one was the the one that people were feeling more like this is almost like a downhill race kind of because you are using lifts and then on top of that on the double headers you are repeating exactly the same stages yeah yeah i it's it's a weird one now. You would wonder why you would kind of do that. But again, are we looking at something here from it's better for TV? Are we looking at something that's better for spectators? Is it better for the the writers? Is it better for the sponsors, the brands? Like, yeah, you know, it's, yeah, it's difficult to answer. Yeah, because uh, precisely if you take exactly what you said now, better for, for spectators? Well, at the end, on the Enduro series, spectators, you know, they cannot go too far away from the, the from the race paddock, from the race venue, because of course it will be they will they will see only one point of uh, of a huge race. Mm-hmm. So, um, if you're if you're doing it, you know, using chairlift or whatever, and repeating stages, come on, don't repeat the stages. You have lot of them okay granted okay you you're not gonna do big long climbs or whatever but mix it up you know if, again going back to that crash montana example in in, in switzerland or, or ludenville or the other ones we're talking about big alpine bike parks where you have tons of different trails mm-hmm. and the volunteers and the race or, or, or the local race organizer because as usual the rural series have a local representative on in, in local clubs or local multiplied uh, trade builders or whatever. For them at the end, even if you spread those riders into more trails, looking from the point of view of trail building or trail maintenance, you're going to hammer less the same trail. Usually mm-hmm. in durable series, you know, even more if the, the water is bad and it's raining and muddy, the trails can be pretty hammered at the end of a weekend of, of racing. Mm-hmm. So... From that point of view, again, also, why not 
spread the riders across the mountain, you know, I, I mean, spread the riders, spread the stages across the mountain and different. And that would be more interesting. For the sponsor point of view, I don't know what to say. For them, uh, from that point of view, again, I don't, I, I have, I'm not the one organizing the races. So I don't know exactly what they expect from that. At the end, what they want, what the sponsor want. Well, they want to be, you know, showcasing on, on, on cameras, showcasing on photos, showcasing spectators. Of course, you know, the race venue from the Durable Series, the bottom section is full of you know, all kind of banners and, and signs and, and all the all, well, the race paddock, of course, similar to the Downhill World Cup, is full of all the factory tents and everything. But in the middle of nowhere in the mountain, of course, mm, there is nothing. So, I don't know this this point of repeating the station. I, I the stages. I don't see it as something that could other than TV, because then yes, of course, television. Yeah, you set up everything for the full four days of racing. You put a camera here, 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 and you know that during four days, everyone will pass by that point. Mm-hmm. So from that point of view, yes, that's yeah. the only the only explanation I find like with you know really easy to explain but from the other point other point of view and riders no a lot of riders saying the same that they are not interested in in, in repeating the stations on, yeah. the, on the contrary they want to more equality so the less you repeat the stage less knowledge you have so you will do like more enduro let's say enduro style and there is where you see that the french guys are really good because they have been doing this and even blind racing than even better for them is pretty they are pretty happy with it yeah yeah it is certainly interesting and you know i would think just my opinion of course but i would think that has got something to do with tv coverage has to be you know it's just easier for them to get more coverage than and probably cheaper for them mm. to to do that you know than than spread it across lots of other different trails where it's harder to get to and you know they don't even know kind of where to go and and things like that it's just more difficult but i think they're kind of working through all this stuff and working it out and it'll be interesting to see what what comes of it hopefully they learn a wee bit from it and take you know advice and I'm sure they are running stuff themselves and figuring out who likes this and who doesn't and things. You know, they they bound to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, agree, agree. And th- there are so many different possibilities that they can work around this. That let's see what they do. You know, help get get a couple of guys, put a GoPro. You know, they some kind of setup where you can do live, like like with drones or whatever. You know, like you can do live uh, transmission with with these kind of setups. Like mm-hmm. not, you don't need a big beefy camera to get. So I don't know. I don't know. It's it's, it's hard to to get that that sign of of, of the yeah say of the of the race if you are not involved, of course. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. All right. Um, question six then. Um, 
we kind of chatted about this before uh, previously there, really. It was about uh, races taking place in locations with high alpine technical terrain mm. available, but those trails were not really used as you were chatting about and more bike park style trails were used. Now, the response from the Irish UK market was easy. People wanted less downhill and bike park trails and more natural rough terrain like 56.25 percent wanted less kind of downhilly stuff um and more natural terrain which surprised me a little bit but like what did you get from the spanish market well from the spanish market more or less the same uh vast majority yeah vast majority in total like almost like three quarters of the near three quarters of the answers were spread in between the last two ones. Like, hey, give me natural, rough terrain, less downhill park style uh, trails. And the last option that was like the, the you know, the, the hardcore one saying, I don't want any downhill style or bike park style design. Give me only, only natural alpine terrain. Mm-hmm. But of course, that's, that's hard to manage. So, yeah, in total, I had 70, almost 80% of the of the answers spreading between these two ones. And Those two, yeah. Yeah, interesting. And, and that was expecting, and, and also from the Irish UK point of point of view, also was on this case was not surprising. Uh, you know, like if you not just following the racing, but also yourself, you know, kind of riding and going here, going there, you like more. Hey, I want to see more natural rough terrain, more than this. Granted, a downhill bike park descent can be really hard to tackle at speed. You know, like even here, think of if you want to do that, there's really that everyone does, you know, like the the Metro one used to be or Skyline, whatever you want to call it. If you just go along with it, you can do it, no question asked. Any level pride rider, uh, rider can do it, you know, parents with the kids and everything. But if you want to do that trail fast, you will not stop pedaling and you will need to, you know, to nail every corner and every burn. Mm-hmm. But kind of takes away from the natural stuff where you have roots, rocks, jumps, and or drops here, drop there, and then, you know, is a lot more interesting to see than just a kind of row-weight bike park style descent. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. On, on this case, I, I was not really was not surprised. And, and yeah. hopefully, this translates into something less year. I don't know. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. No, I think so. Like, I think that whole bike park, big stuff. You know. It's even, in my opinion, it's even separate from downhill. You know, that should have a category all on its own. You know, where you have big kickers all built. It's almost like a snowboardy thing, you know, where they have... <laughs> yeah. You know, they have these these parks with rails and kickers and, you mm-hmm. know, big walls. It's almost like that. It's almost more like a, a massive skills park. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff. Do you know what I think? Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, it's yeah, it's the same. Yeah, I would say the same. You know, like it's a bike park. So inside a bike park, you can have some pretty technical style of trails. So why not use those? So, but 
then uh, where it was uh, Longdeville or Cross Montana too, you you were saying there were you know like gap jumps, mm -hmm. uh, uh, but really clean, nothing. Okay, do it. You know like pretty wide, three four meters wide uh, descents, big berms, doubles. This that's just you know speed, current speed. Uh, uh, don't get me wrong. I'm saying that's just. I know that I will not even go half the speed. <laughs> this this guy will go down there. Respect, you know, mm -hmm. total respect to them because they can go, you know, I don't 50, 60 kilometers per hour, 70 kilometers per hour. Of course, I will not do it. But it's kind of big, you know, if you're doing, if you're watching or you're following the neural series, because, okay, let, let's also focus on one thing. This is, this poll is geared for the fans, you know, people watching the races, not, not the actual riders. So, Mm -hmm. If I'm following the Enduro Series and I mean know that the riders riding there participating in all these competitions are the most, the best riders in the world, the most skillful ones, the, the, the fastest ones, the, you know, I want to see that in action. I want to see going, I want to see them going down a pretty gnarly stuff. Okay, granted, let's be safe also. Let's not throw them, you know, down a cliff. Yeah, just yeah. Because, no, but, you know, but. Sitting there watching a 40 minutes uh, review at the end of the of the race or whatever, and half of the time you'll see them going down, uh, just big berms and stuff like that. Where hmm, I don't know, there is no much to see, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, well, they're the best riders in the world, so they can obviously handle the more technical, gnarly stuff. Yeah. But but it doesn't have to be big, massive gap jumps and things like that like you can get as technical as you want on a steep oh, kind of natural right. rooty you know off camber kind of you know it, that stuff's just crazy the way those guys can handle that oh yeah 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 you know we would look at that and go uh don't think so <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no of course but that if you get into into that that stuff and talk talking about that yeah yeah there they, they are traits that you say that some people even comment that some sections are even gnarlier than some downhill World Cups races. You know, mm. at this level, that they are already throwing not everywhere, but there are some sections that suddenly you get there and what the heck is that? You know, and <laughs> <laughs> not just like you know, like kind of maybe in my wildest dream, if I'm having a really good day, I will maybe go down this section. You know, like, sorry, but, you know, shitting my pants off completely, you know, like, <laughs> and I will say, once I get to the bottom, I will say, never again. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's that they descend there, like, you know, boom, bro. You know, yeah. like, at the speed, the lines they, they, they take and everything. So, so, and that's interesting, you know, like, yeah. seeing those kind of, of traits and then the speed they can, they can handle in there. And, and it, that's, that's amazing to see yeah. how they, they can handle all of that. Totally, totally. Um, now, the last question, question seven, was interesting. And we've kind of chatted a wee bit about this throughout throughout the whole discussion here. Um, and it was basically the pro stage is repeated twice and is planned or organized in a way that it suits the TV cameras to be placed on the descent. And... You know, e EWS organizers are justifying it by saying that they want to bring the race closer to spectators. Um, so, 
It was very split here now for me. Over the three answers, the top two were like 49% and 50.7%. And it was awesome idea, seems interesting. And the pro stage post-race video was good to watch. And the second answer was seems like an interesting idea, but needs to evolve and, and improve. Like those were massive over the third response, which was not interesting, doesn't add much more to the competition. So, like, what were you getting from the Spanish audience there? Yeah, on my, on my case was a little bit more geared to the second one. So mm-hmm. it, it was the same. The vast majority were spreading between the first and second option. Yeah, people agreed that it's okay to have it, but very much most of the, uh, like, 62 per, point percent answered the second option that Seems like a good idea, but needs to be a bit more like thought about it and, or rework it and see how it can improve. Mm-hmm. Then 30, 35% answered the first one that, hey, looks great, keep it. And tiny, tiny percent, seven, seven percent only said that, no, it's not worth it. This, I think, links to the answer on the, on the question about the repeating the stages. So yeah. the pro stage is a repeated. And, and even uh, I said, I, on, on the the question I said, no, the pro stage is repeated twice, but in some cases it's even repeated three times, depending on the yeah. on what they're doing. So, uh, yeah, is this is the perfect sample that we're talking about. We have been mentioning already several times about the TV and trying to get the race yeah. to the spectators. And actually, uh, during the, this year, this season on the pro stage, what they have been doing is almost like kind of trying to get something similar to what they do on downhill uh, race world cups where they put cameras all across the, the the stage and then they follow of course on this case it's not live so they do they added this year this extra video that they try to release immediately after the pro stage is, is done well immediately some hours after mm-hmm. so it can be like 15 10 15 minutes so that adds up to what they already have to the uh, race uh, video that they usually release after 12 hours or something like that, less than 24 hours after the race is done. So yeah, it's you know, adds, for for me it's interesting also to to watch it. Then they focus on the top three women and top three men, and they can have kind of comparison in between them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's but again, it, I think they need to work a little bit. If you're putting their cameras and you put in everything. I guess the next step they're going to try maybe trying to get that pro stage live. Mm-hmm. That could be a good idea, for example. You know, yeah. If, because that's one of the main questions everyone uh, I, I get from friends and everything. Whenever a, a, a race is, is starting, hey, guys, where I can see it watching, where I can see it live. Mainly people coming new to the, to the, to the sport because... They already know about downhill and they know that downhill is live on the World Cups and the World Champs, not enduro. So that's the first question usually. Hey, can we see this live? No, you're going to see it live. You can follow this, this, this. But there is a video after race, X amount of hours after. So maybe they are aiming to that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seems like it. this is almost a trial to see how that would work or how they could best and do that you know what's interesting to me is there's so many more people you know ride enduro if you want to call it that like you know and 
ride a trail bike or an enduro bike over a downhill bike. So you'd think the interest would be massive as far as TV coverage goes for enduro style racing over downhill style racing. But yet the downhill coverage from Red Bull and stuff is live and, you know, you could spend all day watching that stuff and it is very, very good. And I'm not taking anything away from that at all because I really, really enjoy it. But do you think the EWS is wanting to do something similar to go to that kind of live stage? You know, is that you would think they would have the numbers to do that is what I'm trying to say. Uh, I agree with you. You know, the, the, with the amount of people doing trail riding and duro riding style of rides and everything, that's like pretty big. The numbers are pretty big. So yes, you can get that. But at the same time, you have the extra added difficulty of the enduro that obviously you have several stages across a big mountain or a big valley separated by you know kilometers and this and that. So that's doing all life, all the stages mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. I don't think if they want to go that that. But I think the sport from the purely, you know, purely the sport of the weight, we have been talking about long stages, alpine terrain, everything. you will not be able, unless from the te- technological point of view, speaking, you know, I don't know if that's the correct word, but, you know, mm-hmm. if you can get, as I was saying, I don't know, some way of following the race live with people spread, you know, across the stages with, I'm saying GoPros, but whatever camera you're using to mm-hmm. do that live. But I don't see it happening right now. I, I, yeah. I think that the, the, we are not there yet. But of course, would be interesting. But at the same time, think on talking about the World Cup and the World Cup racing and everything. They have been doing that so many years that, you know, it's so well greased, you will say, you know, the the... the, the mm-hmm. The, all the industry around that, that is it's pretty, pretty good. You know, each where where each camera needs to go, where what they need to show, what they need to switch here, switch there. That is is impressive. The, the work that yeah. and, and there is tons of work behind that, of course, to get that so well done. And at the same time, a lot of the people, I, I would say, yours, you is in a sample, me is in a sample, and I think a lot of people that follow, like heavily follow the Duro series, a lot of those same people also follow downhill racing. Maybe yeah. they don't do downhill themselves, but it's so well done, you know, and, and they know that the, the, the stuff that they will see during whatever, two hours of that race is going to be amazing. You know, the yeah. best, fastest riders in the world and fighting for, for those and them down to a millisecond and stuff. So, <laughs> I, some people call it like the Formula One of, of gravity mm-hmm. downhill or gravity mountain bike. So I don't know if the Endurable Series can match that. They could get close to that. I don't know. I don't know. That they're trying to replicate something, but maybe if they try to go that path, maybe then they will need to lose something like the purely the Enduro style of riding yeah 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 and i you know it's interesting you say that because i think that's what they're possibly experimenting experimenting with this year um and possibly a little bit in the previous year 
they're trying to get that. They're trying to figure out how they do this, you know. Um, mm. And I think that's why we've seen it change a little mm. with the the uplifts and, and stuff happening. And it's maybe them seeing, well, how can we actually make this work better for TV and have some form of live element to it? Because I'm sure from the brand's perspective, if they're selling tons more enduro trail style bikes to the general public than they are downhill bikes you know obviously they want that exposure they want yeah they want their brands to get out there you know um and there's such a massive part of the r&d stuff that goes into the bikes we ride that comes from that enduro world series that i think they want the brands want to highlight that more so i'm sure they're really pushing for something as well yeah, yeah, correct. So that goes hand in hand, correct? You know, te television, more time television means more visibility for the brands, more minutes, so to speak, on on, on, on live or mm -hmm. whatever, social media or television or uh, whatever they choose to, to get that video in, in the wild. So, of course, yeah, you, you, get, you get that uh, good point there. You know, brands want to showcase what they're doing, not just a short video uh, on this pro stage or this other video, really well done, really good, really nice, interesting video. But on top of that, if we can get more, yes, of course, why not? And, and I guess then the organizers then are looking on different ways or different paths. And, okay, let's try this. Ouch, this this is not working. Okay, roll back. Let's try this seven. So, but of course, you cannot go like all guns out because then what exactly is working so they need to mm -hmm. explore this option let's explore that other one and see how people react to this or how as you said how the spectators react to this so can we have more visibility doing this way or that other way i don't know yeah. Let, let's see let's see yeah what what they get from this year i guess you know the main guys behind the enduro series and the brand the brand the main sponsors for the Enduro series also are sitting all together on a dark room somewhere saying, okay, you know, smoking <laughs> cigars and let's see what they, what they, what we do. Or maybe not, maybe they are just riding trails, same as us, and talking about it, you know, and having a beer in the middle and discussing about it. Hopefully it's like that. And, you know, and I'm sure it's like that because mm -hmm. they are pretty good, you know, interesting people, like same as us. They really enjoy being, being outdoors, riding, having good fun with, with the friends, mm -hmm. family and you know, everything. So yeah. hopefully hopefully we get something good from all this. Certainly, certainly. Like as as conclusion, like what do you think we can take from this? And like how healthy do you think the EWS race scene is? Well healthy is pretty healthy, you know. People are crazy, and you saw it uh, when the, with all this, on everyone saw it when, with all this pandemic thing and COVID and stuff. That the 2020 no season, no race, then it was pretty hectic. Everyone was hectic to be back. You know, everyone was mm -hmm. riders, the spectator, everyone. So it's pretty healthy, and, and everyone and you see it here, even in Ireland, and the moment uh, the Vitus Fist Track Cup races, the, the the Gravity Series here in Ireland. They open up, you know, registration done, like in, in, in a couple of hours, mm -hmm. everyone sign up, you know, 300 riders, 200 riders, whatever. You know, people are 
aiming, looking for that. People want to, to get to where people want to race. People want to see the races happening. People want to. So from that point of view, yeah, it's, you know, pretty, pretty sure that this healthy and, and we have Enduro Series there to for for a time, for a long time, if mm-hmm. nothing happens, you know, from that point of view. And the, and the other thing was, sorry, uh, the question. Yeah. Yeah, just like what can we take from it? Do you think you're right? Like from your, you know, your poll here and stuff like. Ah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Um, the main thing from the mixing both of them, even but in the Spanish answer were, was more geared for that is that in general, again, this is a fans and expectators polls, unless without knowing some riders, some professional riders also answer some of the questions. If yes, <laughs> kudos to you and thank you. That people want to see less, uh, let's, let's say it the other way. People want to see longer physical pedaling races. You know, something mm-hmm. like we had four or five years ago. Like big, big stages, big days on the bike, because that kind of relates what to what you do day to day, you know, you, yes. if you, are, if you are in Ireland, you don't go and take up lifts and, and go, yeah, you can do one day. Okay. Let's get with the, with the friends I know, in Rostrevor. I think they, they do shuttles or hit on the gap, but there is no much more like that. Or UK, for example, so far I know you have, yeah, you have a lot of trade centers, but with shuttles, you don't have many of them. Well, no. of course, Bike by, by Park Wales, the, the, the I-5 with the Atherton's uh, Bike Park, and couple more, I think. And there are mm-hmm. no lifts. Uh, well, for Williams, of course, how I can forget about it. But other than that, you don't have much more. So what relates to, to a day-to-day rider if you are interested in that? Hey, take your bike, go up with your friends, hammer the trail down, go up again, hammer another trail down. You know, spend five, six, seven hours on a, on a big day if you have, you know, the stamina and everything. And you want to, it relates to you, to your experience. So people want to see that. Yeah. And the more, and the more you are into the racing scene, then more, you know, higher are your expectations. You will say like, hey, these are the fastest guys. They are, these are the strongest guys. So get them into really pretty nasty stuff. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, kind of, you know. Well, yes, yes, um, yeah, certainly. And you know, if you're tuning into the EWS, I think that's what you're expecting. You know, so at the end of the day, it would make a better experience for the riders. You know, we, we got to keep those guys happy. Like, for, you know, if 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 they're not, if they're going to EWS events and not getting out of what they thought it was supposed to be or why they why they went there in the first place, we're going to see those numbers dwindle. If we don't have the riders, we won't have the spectators, and then we won't have the brands' interest. And then who knows? We're all back to riding rally choppers or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, correct. I, I think I got some some friends. We talked also about it on, on a on a Spanish podcast like a couple of months ago. And some people were talking with us and, you know, on social media and everything. People were saying that some people that do the, the Enduro 100 the series, like the one, you know, that goes in parallel with the pro race, they do exactly the same trace and exactly the same. But the, uh, it's just like a foot inside the Enduro series, but without the pro level, no? Mm-hmm. And some friends that, that have been doing that Enduro 100, Enduro series 100 for a couple of years, 
They told me, Yari, this year, oh, it was easy compared to other years. It was not easy, even more, for example, in Tweet Valley. The, the worst day from the weather point of view was Saturday when the Enduro 100 was uh, taking place. It was a completely awful day. But in the other races, like in Londonville, was the, the main thing. They told me, Yari, compared to other days, it was not, you know, yes, yeah, a lot. Long day on the saddle and everything, but with the chairlifts and not so much pedaling and shorter stages, six, five, seven minutes. They were saying like, mm, it's no longer like four or five years ago when mm-hmm. going to Enduro World Series 100 was like, okay, let me, you know, let me get into my good shape, technical, physical point of view, because that's going to be a hell of a weekend. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, it would be like an accomplishment, even, you know, like, yeah, let me do totally. this and just finishing for me would be good. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. A, a lot of the challenge in it for a lot of people is just being able to do it and finish it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and now it's kind of some people were saying that, again, we're talking about people that race, uh, race often. They are not top notch. They are not top five, top ten, but they enjoy racing. They try to get, you know, like the top 50 or whatever, and they want to try themselves. They ride often, two, three, four days per week. They even maybe throw in a little bit of, you know, gym or whatever, but they mm-hmm. have their own lives, so they cannot dedicate themselves just for riding, riding and racing and everything. And they're commenting a little bit that the Enduro 100 has turned a little bit like that, you know, like throwing all this together. Mm. So, yeah. Don't don't know what 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 could be the next the next experiment. What they're gonna get from this year, and then mix it up with whatever they're gonna try next year, and see yeah. see what happens. Yeah, interesting, man. Interesting. Well, listen. Thanks so much for doing the poll, Yari. Oh. It was very very interesting, to be honest, and great to get you back on the podcast as always. Thank um, you, Gareth. Thank you. Yeah. It was class, man. And keep up your good work. And what I'm going to do in the show notes, I'll point everybody to your blog and everything else that you do there. Um, And obviously, for people listening to this in the podcast, if they go to the show notes, they'll be able to see the results that we're chatting about here. Oh, yeah, perfect. That's grand. So we'll throw them on there too. But it's been a blast chatting to you, mate. And I'm glad you're up and riding again um, because I need to get out in the trails with you, dude. I'm coming down to the gap relatively shortly maybe in the next few weeks I'll, I'll give you a shout and let you know and we can maybe hook up eh? yeah hopefully i'm still here i'm not going uh i'm not yet in spain with the with the family and spending christmas uh, and everything with them there so yeah give me a shout you know i'm yeah. always here everyone knows i'm always be and <laughs> they were gonna find me always big no gap grew up riding all this around my place cool me cool. thank you thank you for having me and thank you for the listeners you know all this cannot be done without them yeah yeah, no, totally. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for coming on again, bud. And listen, take care. And if I don't see you beforehand, have a great Christmas and all, all right? Thank you. You too, Gareth. Bye. That's a wrap for episode 210. I hope you enjoyed it, folks. It's a slightly different podcast for us. Um, but it was very interesting to see the results between the Spanish market and the UK Irish market and uh, just see where the different minds are and what the thinking is. But in general we're quite similar on what we want from the EWS series and as enduro racers or people that just 
enjoy watching Enduro or maybe, you know, our weekend warriors or whatever. We seem to want the same thing from that series. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens over the next couple of years to see if EWS is doing something similar. They're obviously listening to riders. They're getting feedback. They have rider representatives and stuff there. So they're obviously getting feedback and I would say it's pretty similar to what we discussed today. So it'll be interesting to see how the series goes. But, you know, Yari and myself were chatting a little bit off air as well. And, you know, it is one of those things. It probably just needs a big money dump. You know, it needs somebody there to inject a load of dough to do the things the way the EWS probably want to do them, which is fair enough. So um, it'll be interesting to see. But uh, keep watching, guys. It's a great series as it is. The downhill stuff's awesome as well. You know, we love it all. But uh, thanks for tuning in, and I hope you took plenty from this week's podcast. Now, if you haven't seen the results from the poll, just go to the show notes. You'll find them at mtb-tribe.com. Search for episode 210, Yari's episode there, and you will get the show notes with all Yari's links, etc. And you'll get the poll on there as well, so you can see the results and the questions, etc. that we were chatting about. And Yari, I just want to say a big thanks for you for coming back on the podcast, bro. And I hope everything goes well there this week for you. I know you're going to be a busy boy at work and stuff, but uh, good luck. And I hope everything goes well. I'll see you on the trails very, very soon, all right? Now, if you're enjoying the podcast and you want to show your support, the best way is by subscribing, rating and reviewing us on your podcast platform. Every one of your ratings helps boost us on the algorithms and helps spread the good word about the show to more people. You can find us on whatever podcast platform you listen to, so make sure and check us out. We also have a website you can check out, mtb-tribe.com, where you can find the complete bike catalogue, listen and download every show from there for free. You can also subscribe there and get one email per week with a quick and easy link to listen to the podcast. You can also get involved on social media at mtbtribe on Instagram and Facebook. Or if you want to get in contact with me, the best way to do it is email. You'll get me at info at mtb-tribe.com. I do read all the emails and I will get back to you. Just before we go, I want to say a thank you to Alta for sponsoring this episode. And if you want to get out on your bike, dry, warm, cozy, away from the elements, away from the rain, the wind, Alta is the brand to check out. You'll find them at ridealta.com. They do an awesome changing robe that will keep you dry and away from the wind while you're getting changed before your ride and after and they have a few other little bits and bobs coming there and i know their product range is going to increase over the next number of months so go check them out ridealta.com or on instagram at ride.alta so that's all i have for you this week folks i hope you enjoyed the podcast so until next time as always get the bikes out hit the trails and stay mtb stoked Thank you.